Remember when we sat down on the bed and we basically decided to get married? Like, yeah, maybe we'll have 10 years together. We're both <laughs> realistic. Like, we are not going to be like a storybook. And she was like, yeah, I do remember that. And I was like, I can't imagine living without you right now. And she was just like, same here. <laughs> Robin Wilson. The One is a podcast that showcases everyday people and the love stories that make them unique. After meeting in an online video game chat room, and despite a disastrous first date via Skype, and several warnings from friends and family about men online, Colette's sense of adventure had her booking a flight to Michigan to meet Chris in real life. Their long-distance love story contains passionate whisker burns, sage advice from a New York cabbie, and a hotel room with a see-through bathroom wall. In this week's episode of The One, Chris and Colette share their journey from chat room to storybook and all the miles in between. Colette, we'll start with you. All right. Tell me three things that you love about Chris. Um, I love his, he has a very creative mind. Like, I like to take photos, but like, I, I have a bit of envy. Like, he'll take a photo, and he just has that layout. Like, I just love his his eye on the world. It's I think that comes from his creativity and his dimples. <laughs> um, yeah, so that's the first thing. And, like, the, his compassion for me, I think that was the thing I fell in love with first, is sometimes he'll just, like, look at me with that look, and his like, he truly makes me feel like I am the only thing that matters in that moment. And... He did that early on in our relationship and that always, even today, like catches me. Well, it's three if you count the dimples. dimples. <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, just listening to him laugh in a movie, I could like listen to him laugh and not watch the movie. But yeah, his sense of humor and and the true, like he, you know, humor that he finds in things and the belly laugh. And point three is the dimples. Yeah, <laughs> only point three. Yeah. yeah. Well, it, you know that seems really superficial, right? It seems superficial. So the takeaway is belly and dimples. Yes. That's how you get a lady. Yes. Right. <laughs> yeah. Chris, same question to you. Okay, she wrote down. <laughs> um, yeah, the thing about Colette is uh, she's really um adventurous and i am not i don't mind like air travel i'm not afraid of flying but it's always like a headache and and i have some anxiety issues and so i never went anywhere before i met her so um yeah if you say oh yeah i just saw this deal and it's for the like i'm not gonna offend any listeners by saying like a place that i think is a bad place to travel but you know, Colette's like, let's go, like, no matter where it is, because she just can find adventure in anything. And that inspires me because I'm like, I need to get out more. Like, I need to do things. Um, and her, 
her passion inspires me. Like she's very passionate about her career and her work and to see her so passionate about like the things that she's involved to has like really reinvigorated me into like, oh yeah, I can do things. Like why where did I get this like negative thinking from? So yeah, like that. That's two, right? That's <laughs> <laughs> two. She's really good at I would say how do I say you're mature but Openness. Openness, I guess, is a better word. Um, Like when we have an issue, uh, she's very, Colette is just really good at saying like, just sitting me down logically and we'll talk through an issue and then we'll get emotional afterwards and I'll make the joke to like lighten the mood. (laughs) But yeah, like that's something that I've never had in a relationship before and I really like it. Those are six good things. (laughs) 6.3 really good things. (laughs) So, Chris, you mentioned you were friends first. Mm -hmm. How did the two of you meet? Oh, so (laughs) we met playing a in-browser video game. I guess it's not a video game. Well, it's a video game. Sure. Um, And it was just like a toolbar that you would attach to your Firefox Firefox back then. And it was this, whenever you would go to a web page, if Colette had been there first, like she could leave something there for other people playing the game. So, And, and you could turn it on and off. So you could browse without it on. And then when you felt like playing the game, you could turn it on. So it was, the idea was passive. So you went to websites and you could not interact. Yeah. So it was, there was a forum and like somebody started like a forum thread that was like, hey, um... I want this as my, you know, avatar for my player, but I don't know how to make it. Can someone do it for me? And and then I, like, jumped in the thread because there were all these requests, and I was like, oh, I have Photoshop here. I made this for you. And so then that was, I think, our first interaction. (laughs) You were like, I want something like this. And I was like, I don't really understand what this dude wants. How about this? And I kept sending stuff, (laughs) and I always thought that she was a guy (laughs) for, like, the longest time. And eventually the game... um, Moved from, like, well, they still had a forum, but they also added, like, uh, an IRC chat uh, room. And so then, like, everybody would start talking in there. And pretty soon, there was so many of us, like, talking and not even playing anymore. Like, we were just, we we built this community, and I still have friends, like, in Germany and England and stuff, like, that we all made these really great connections. So Mm -hmm. that's how we met. Yeah, and it was sort of awkward to talk about. I have mm-hmm. this group of friends that I chat with because most people, you know, attributed chat rooms to kind of the geeky, mm-hmm. nerdy, socially awkward people. And there are those that were there. But not us. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was like this different world of friends. So then we just ended up chatting like all the time. And pretty much like every day that I would get home, I was like, I have to turn my computer and at least talk to Colette for a while. Like, and yeah. And then it just sort of grew from there. Well, I think for, I remember the turning point. <laughs> so I was in a car accident and it wasn't super severe, but I was kind of had a concussion and then I was still working, but recovering from it. And he like checked up on me every day. And I think that was when we, because up until then, we didn't necessarily expect to see each other every day or talk every day. And then we just got in the habit of every day. Like uh, to me, that's my my recollection of that was the pivotal point and and then then I became like 
expecting to hear. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, but yeah, I mean, in the beginning, we were just like talking. So she would come home and be like, get in chat and be like, okay, so yeah, I had this really awful date. So we were just friends. Like there was no, maybe there was deep down in both of us like, hey, what if this could happen? But you're like 2,000 miles away. Mm-hmm. I don't know in kilometers, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> and so then how long did you all chat before you decided that it was time to meet? Two years, probably. I think so. Yeah. Yeah, I had started going very casually on a few dates with this guy. And I remember thinking, I can't wait to go back and tell Chris about it. And then realized that's probably a sign that, A, the guy that I'm seeing is not the right one. And maybe I have (laughs) some feelings I need to address with Chris. So I wrote an email where I thought it was just sort of like, hey, and he calls it the ultimatum. (laughs) But I was like, you know, I just thought if we, I, it was going to be hard to date if I had these feelings. So Mm -hmm. either we needed to maybe not chat every day and back off a little bit, or we needed to meet and see So I I came home from a date (laughs) and it spent like two hours drafting, redrafting, rereading, you know, and press send. And so what was your reaction when you got this email, Chris? (laughs) I think what had happened too is uh, somewhere before there, because you were sort of seeing someone uh, and trying, I was like, that to me was sort of the ultimatum. Like, yeah, like I know things are getting closer with us, but obviously like, the distance and the two different countries. Yeah, this is makes sense that she's dating someone and also it hurts. So who can I date? And I like went out and found someone to go on a date with. Uh, yeah. So then when I received the email, it was uh, it was like, OK, sure. Like, let's see if this works. Like all it can happen is no, it won't work. And then we'll be we'll know. Right. So Mm -hmm. it wasn't difficult, but it was starting to feel that way. Like if we're talking now for two years and nothing's happening, like progress, please. Mm -hmm. So. And so when you got the email, was it like, oh, yes, let's do this. Yeah, I I think I was I don't remember my response like that I wrote, but I was just like, okay, let's try it. And no one really knows like in my family about him. (laughs) Right. (laughs) So I had my mom in school helping maybe like two weeks before my trip and she's like remember we're going away for Easter so you're on your own and I'm like yeah I'm 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 going on a trip too actually oh well where to Michigan what's in Michigan (laughs) who's in Michigan (laughs) so then it was the well (laughs) I've met a person online (laughs) and I'm going to meet him So quickly there was a dinner with my dad and my mom (laughs) shortly thereafter before my trip and their trip to discuss what was so special about this guy that, you know, I couldn't find someone in Edmonton and I had to go to Michigan. Um, And I actually had friends sit me down as well, two guys. My friends decided that two guys needed to talk to me about, you know, what guys online are really like <laughs> so yeah I had a couple sit downs like and I kept saying to them like trust me this is different I know what I'm doing so so you yourself had no concerns really. no and purely superficial too like 
I was like, I've never seen this person. This is kind of scary. And <laughs> all of us have like self-image issues. So, you know, we were friends first. So we're both just like, I'm just like, oh, you know, it really sucks being a fat old man. And she's like, I know, I'm a fat old lady. <laughs> like, you know, so we were both had like, and now I'm like, oh my gosh, we're going to meet this person. And, you know, so like that was all I was going on. Um, yeah. Well, we did decide that maybe <laughs> we should try to like connect um, before the actual like meetup in Michigan. So we did a Skype date and that was awkward. <laughs> and we were both watching a movie. So that was, we were both going to watch. We had actually we had started that probably around the time that I was in the car accident. I had said, oh, I'm watching this such and such movie one night. And he's like, I have that movie. Why don't we watch it together? And that actually became something that I've forgotten that, that we did. We'd both plan, we'd both try to get the same movie. And so then we did the same thing. We watched a movie. So we you know, you're watching a movie with Skype <laughs> and having a conversation. So, so yeah, that was a, a terrible bomb. <laughs> but I still, my flight was booked, so I was going anyway. <laughs> yeah. So would you consider that your first date? Probably. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that awkwardness of a first date. Yeah. And I chose the movie yeah. and you did not like it and you were being very polite. <laughs> and yes, very good. Yeah. Had you not had the flight booked, would that have sort of made you think twice about going? Oh, interesting. Maybe in that moment I might have kind of gone, oh, but I think if I like then going back and reflecting on it. or It's not a fair question because you're sitting next to my dimples right now. <laughs> <I> mean, <laughs> That's right. But truly, like, yeah, I kind of wonder if you would have, too, because, uh, like I said, she loves traveling. So if she's going to waste, like, a whole three-day weekend on, like, some guy that she just <laughs> had a bad date with online, mm-mm. I'm going to go to, like, Africa for a day or something. So, yeah. <laughs> so you flew to Michigan. Yeah. Chris, did you meet her at the airport? I did. And what was your first thought when you saw her? Um, I was like really pleasantly surprised. I was like, whoa, like you were just like, so I'm here. Yay. <laughs> like it's exciting. And I'm like, she's never been here before. So what do I, I, do I take you to your hotel and drop you off? Do you want something to eat? What, you know, like I just immediately like every like plan or idea I had for us to do in the weekend just went away. <laughs> like I was just like, oh, hi, it's real. But it was complicated too, because there was a storm. I was supposed to get in like originally like six or seven and I got in at midnight. Oh, jeez. So he, you know, our plan was to maybe go out for beer and stuff and now it's midnight. And uh, so that kind of complicated a few things as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> so was there still that awkwardness from your Skype date? I felt there was. <laughs> I, yeah. I, we didn't feel comfortable with each other, I don't think, that first night. No, it was, yeah, it was very awkward just to, like, finally meet. And so now you have a face, but then at the same time, like, this person knows, like, about the last four dates you went on and, <laughs> you know, like, all this stuff. And my dad had had a stroke at that time and, like, like we've shared, like, all these really emotional things and then we've never seen each other face to face. So then it was just, like... I will take your bag for you, okay? Do you like Guinness? And she's like, ah, yes, sure. You know, like, it was just... (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Well, and I think we had, 
set it up so we we're supposed to not feel pressure like if we end up being just good friends but really there I was there because we were wanting to figure out if there was more mm-hmm. so as superficial as the it, we're just friends you know there was that pressure of pressure. and we only had three days right mm-hmm. so you know <laughs> so I think there's that pressure we had on ourselves that first time and you know that romantic idea like there should be a spark <laughs> right and the Instinct answer the yeah. answer will be there and you know life isn't a Hollywood movie so mm-hmm. it was more like oh I have all these pre- preconceived ideas and he fits all <laughs> naturally <laughs> yes <laughs> yes of course <laughs> how did the three days go quick yeah yeah that's a good sign yeah 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 it went fast yeah because then we we got over the awkward hump the next day and then it was like oh I think we're supposed to be like holding hands and touching each other right <laughs> because we finally got that first meeting over and yeah he was very um shy I found I think he was you know again it's sort of that you know like the guy's got to make the first move so we he took me to his favorite beach it's sunset and I'm like here we go and he holds my hand it was very nice but I'm like and I'm like sunset beach (laughs) and he holds it so we we held hands on the beach and then you know so I'm like come on like Beach, sunset, kiss. Let's go. <laughs> so I actually made the first move, but not on the beach later. <laughs> so I think we ended up like my next visit. I was like, we have to go back to the beach. We have to have that kiss on the <laughs> That's beach. That's right. That's right. <laughs> I forgot about that. Yeah. <laughs> and then she, I don't know, remember so much about you departing. I just remember the next conversation we had was like, I'm doing a girl's trip with my friends to New York, yes. and that's really close to you, so you should come. And I was like, <laughs> New York and Michigan, it's not, I can't just, you know, what? And she was like, it's closer than where I live now, isn't it? And I was like, well, you have a point, but wow. like Yeah, so he joined us, and trial and- by fire, right? So, like, I had... Uh, Three of my close mm-hmm. friends were there. So it was a really fun... In some ways, I think that took... I mean, for me, <laughs> Chris was probably nervous the whole time. <laughs> but took the edge off of... Like, it was just... There was so much going on. You didn't have as much time to stop and worry. You just... You were on the go a lot. Yeah, two things about that trip. Um, the first thing that was so glorious to continue our <laughs> awkward love life is... <laughs> We stayed at the Pod Hotel in yes. New York. Great place. We had our own bathroom um, separated in the sort of studio room by a glass wall. So it was one of those things where, yeah, it was just like we were both just like, this is a lovely room. Oh, my gosh. There's I don't even have a room where I can do anything private. Oh, my goodness. And the whole thing was about the size of your studio here. Like it was super tiny. Yeah, it was really crazy. Yeah. And the other thing is, is when I was leaving, because they were staying longer, but I only had so many vacation dates, is we went to get a cab, <laughs> and he was like, you're, you know, you're, we, we always talk about how, like, you know, rom-coms and romantic films and Hollywood movies are so unrealistic, but he was, like, straight out of one of those. He was just like, you know, 
he was like, why, why are we crying? What's happening? And like, cause Colette was crying. And, uh, and I just said, well, you know, we met and so we're, he's like, well, why, why are you leaving? Like, why not stay? Like he was just totally <laughs> and like, as, as Chris is leaving, he's like, I think you should turn around and like, go get her. Like he was like doing the romantic comedy script of yes. like, you know, this is your moment. And of course, Chris went to the airport. <laughs> Because yeah, yeah. reality is. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. And so when you went to New York, you shared a room. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So was there sex at that point? No. But you still shared a room. Mm-hmm. Awkward? Well, I have issues around that. So it was for me. But again, like, I've always felt so entirely safe with Chris. Like, he's, I've always felt safe regardless of sometimes being awkward. And so when did that first happen? Um, probably after we were married. Maybe. Yeah, maybe around when we got married. Yeah, it was just before, like the I'm the summer sure. we got married. Yeah, yeah, it was all slow steps. Like, yeah, she had issues, and I totally like respected that. I was like, okay, whatever, like that's fine. Yeah. So you had your trip to Michigan. Your three days in Michigan. Yep. You had two days together in New York. Yep. Was there an "I love you" anywhere at that point? Chris in Michigan. Mm-hmm. <laughs> We've never talked about this actually, and I said it in New York. Yep. So Chris said it first. Mm-hmm. He did on your first date. Yes. And what was your reaction to that, Colin? I was surprised. I can't remember my response. <laughs> Do you? <laughs> what did I say? No, I just remember. What's your that impression you of your of my response? Yeah, I don't that remember that you responded with it back. Obviously, um, <laughs> I think you were mostly positive. I could see that I surprised you, and it was one of those like, put it in reverse, Chris. Like, <laughs> holy cow, you just scared her away. <laughs> like, she just changed phone carriers. <laughs> like, that's we're done. Yeah. yeah, I mean, we had a lot of feelings for each other, but I think, yeah, I was surprised uh, about how open he was too about it you know and yeah and I I just wasn't ready to to say it mm-hmm. um it's all financial she made the investment to come all the way to Michigan to see me I thought <laughs> she fair. was owed something and then I went to New York to see her and she was like okay I better say it yeah totally fair yeah <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah and so then how long did you date like that before you realized we need to be together. Well, I I went to Michigan that summer for a month, or just over a month, to kind of see, like, all of this is well and good, but what would living together be like? And I was like, hey, long-distance relationship isn't bad because we have these great times together, and yeah. then we have these times where, like, I can have things all over the floor, and it's okay, <laughs> like, you know, so. And then it became, like, all my holidays and all the money yes. was being spent. The traveler in me was like, I like Michigan. I've seen Michigan. What yes. else can we do? Right? So we dated for about a year. So April, I had met him in Michigan. The following April, he came to to Edmonton. And then we had the kind of, okay, so we've done this for a year. It's starting to kind of get tired. And so it was like the night before he left. We were having this conversation of, so now what? And then how did you come to the decision that Chris would move up to Edmonton? It was a financial one, really. He was really happy with where he was, but 
I was just a little yeah. bit more settled. Like I own property, you know, I have a condo here. I had, you know, again, I could cover him with health benefits and mm-hmm. it just, it kind of was one of those ones that it just made more sense. Yeah. That's one of the things that I've always, like I enjoy about us was like that we were both in that spot. Like you, you like the Hollywood romance, like you want to like find the love of your life. And instead, like, we went through our own challenges beforehand and then we got our lives like right where we wanted them and then love disrupted the heck out of them. <laughs> like, so we were just yeah. like, both of yeah. us were like, no, this is right where I want to be. And so it was kind of interesting to try to decide who does what because we both were really happy where we were at. But that was also why we were able to find each other and mm-hmm. love because mm-hmm. we were happy with ourselves and where we were at, you know. Mm-hmm. So yeah. it wasn't filling in for something else. And so y'all are married now. Yeah. When did the proposal come? It came before. Well, that's how he basically just, there was no real way to get him here um, other than marrying him. Because he, <laughs> <laughs> it sounds wonderful, doesn't it? <laughs> for me, to, for him to be here, he needed to apply to immigrate. And she had no interest in marriage. <laughs> and I, unfortunately, have been previously married. So I was divorced. So I really had no interest in marriage either. So we were just both like looking at all these other options and then it was just like every time we came back to the table the marriage one was the easiest one yeah so the april visit that he was there it was just you know we're tired of the long distance we knew the options and getting ready to go to the airport getting, yeah back. and so what what are we going to do like i guess should we get married like it was a conversation yeah it was like the easiest ways to get married. Well, yeah, I mean, there's no other way. I know, like, this is our, these are the options we have. This is it. So either we stop seeing each other or, like, separate for some time or try to figure something out, or I guess we do the marriage thing. And we were like, you know, if it gives us 10 good years together, we're happy for 10 years, like, oh, well, like, I guess it can be a means to that end. doesn't mean that we're committing to, like, the idea of marriage. We're just using it to to be together. Mm -hmm. And then that's kind of how we left the conversation. So then (laughs) at the airport, you know, he's, like, literally got five minutes before he has to leave. So I look over at him. Did we just decide to get married last (laughs) night? Like, are we? Did we? Are we getting married? So, yeah, it was very romantic. <laughs> so was the romance saved for the wedding day? I thought, well, if we're in Michigan, Michigan has beautiful beaches. Like, they're truly amazing. And the lake is really important to Chris. And it was a beautiful summer. It was super hot and super humid all summer. And the day we got married was the only day there was torrential rain pretty much all day. The fellow who booked it, he books the um, person who marries you, and he takes pictures, but he didn't want his camera to get wet. <laughs> so he didn't take So he didn't take pictures, any photos. Even though that was part of the package. So my and dad, he... like, is like, oh, my God, like, I have to take the photo. So my dad got just drenched because he and took the photos throughout the ceremony with his little camera. So my dad was just drenched. But it was a very short service, you know. We're very, very romantic. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, Chris, what's your favorite memory of Colette? My favorite memory of Colette? Ooh. Hmm. Favorite memory? I. Favorite memory? Hmm. 
That's a tough one. <laughs> if you have one, Just Colette, you can one. jump in. Might inspire him yeah. as well. I think one of my memories that I have is like he moved here in mid September, and I so I was in the swing of work, and I think it's because I don't know if I would have done it, <laughs> but I remember he got up like his first day that he was here, like like seeing me off to work, like he was. Up and, you know, like, I'm not a morning person, so I'd have been like, making an effort (laughs) to see you off. But he was, like, super excited, like, dancing down the hallway and, like, you know. um, And, yeah, that just that joy of being together and making that effort of, like, getting up early, you know, at 6.30 in the morning just to kind of that little token of, I think that's one of my favorites. Colette and I in New York. Colette and I in New York is a favorite memory because although like we've touched on like that uh, we're not yeah yeah oh no yeah yeah. (laughs) we're not um, we're not terribly uh, open about our sexuality kind of things but we had so much fun and missed each other so much in New York that we made out a considerable amount with my beard in the way. And so the very next day, yeah. oh, I had a goatee. The very next day, Colette was pretty red around <laughs> her mouth because her face was irritated from us kissing so much. I so. had, I, like, had to put polysporin on it. Like, it scabbed over. I was like, oh, my God, I have to go to work, like, in a couple of days. Yes. That was... And my friends were like, what's wrong with your face? Okay. And so I bought you, like, face. That's right. You bought me, like. <laughs> Stuff to soften the whiskers. That's right, you did. Yeah. But that New York trip is just like a favorite memory of mine, just because, not because of the red face, uh, but also just because, like I said, I'm not that, or I wasn't that adventurous. So here I am experiencing, like, cliche for a reason, New York City is the greatest city, and I'm experiencing it with, like, someone that I cherish deeply. And so that's just a really good memory, and I think about it a lot. And I think I bring it up a lot. He do. He, so, he does. He always So I guess that is a favorite memory, just <laughs> yeah. that time in New York with you. Yeah. So. And Colette, what was it about Chris that made it clear to you that he was the one? I think it was one of the things that I, I mentioned at the beginning. Like, I remember being in Michigan the first time, and as I've alluded to, I have some issues around sexuality and and he just looked at me and like I was crying and he was just so compassionate and so understanding and like you know had my back and it all like I remember that it was the moment for me I even though I didn't say I love you on that trip um (laughs) it was like I I can't imagine anyone else feeling so safe with in a look he, I and I know that that he'll take care of me if I need it, him to Chris what was it about Colette that made it clear to you that she was the one <laughs> the pressure's on that was yeah. a very good answer <laughs> that was a very good answer <laughs> um yeah when did I know mm. yeah I think for me it was really I started to know like when we were chatting online and then when we started doing the video chatting for me yeah I mean there was like sort of 
the a similar look that you give me back because you have to <laughs> dimples but no uh but aside from the look it's just like colette um kind of as i said before like her her approach to um to me is very she cares about me like so deeply but she can also sort of set aside the emotion not all of it but she sets it aside so that we can like work through something and she's just very good at that like where i might like get emotional about something she can just like grab me and look into my eyes and immediately settle me and i think like the first time you did that was really when i knew like that this was the one like you were invested in this because you took the time to like reel me in yeah yours was better <laughs> <laughs> it's a competition yeah. it's not really I'll but be... yours was totally yeah. <laughs> <laughs> thanks to colette and chris for sharing their story with me and thank you for listening to this episode of the one if you haven't already be sure to subscribe wherever you get your podcasts because there are many more love stories to be told. If you know of a love story that you think I should showcase on The One, have them drop me a line at lovestorypodcast at gmail.com or send me a message yourself and we can work together to keep a little love in the air. I'd like to thank Jasic Chocolate Couture for spreading joy in the form of chocolates for my guests today. Head over to their Sherwood Park or downtown Edmonton locations and try some of their tasty concoctions for yourself. The music for The One is I Love You Oddly by Rebecca Angel. You can hear more from Rebecca on iTunes or at ReverbNation.com backslash Rebecca Angel. Until next time, here's a quote from Henry Nouwen. In true love, the smallest distance is too great, and the greatest distance can be bridged. <laughs>